Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful things. Laugh a little more things. Tight, tighten up your core things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Hey guys, it's Chase. I work with Amy here on the podcast. And want to let you know real quickly that Amy will be doing the first thing on today's episode, something she recorded earlier this week that she hopes will be helpful as we end the year. And while she had planned on doing the other three things, something came up. So that's why I'm here quickly to just let you know that the first thing is new, and the other three things are from when Amy first started the podcast a couple of years ago. So if you're a new listener, they're new to you. But if you've been with four things since the beginning, you maybe heard these a long time ago, but they'll be a good refresh and offer some encouragement as we close out 20 2020 and enter the new year. All right, guys, here's Amy with the first thing that she recorded new for this week. First thing. That's right. Ah. So early in my eating disorder recovery back in 2019, I think is when I really started to put in the work. So it's almost been two years for me. 
but a book called Brain Over Binge was huge for helping me understand possibly what's going on in my brain and how I truly can rewire it. And Katherine Hansen is the author of it. And back then I also started signing up for her newsletters and she sent one out called Why Not December? Don't wait until January to stop binging. Now for you listening right now, you might be like, eh, I don't struggle with binging. I maybe struggle with the XYZ. I don't know, but I really feel like some of these tips you could maybe insert whatever it is that you have going on in your your life or maybe it's over exercising or you know restricting or something completely not food and body related I just felt like this was such a wonderful newsletter that I wanted to share it with y'all because I don't know each of you personally but I know that the holidays can be weird when it comes to all the food that is out there and even the end of the year and approaching the new year and new year's resolutions I mean how many times do you hear people say like I'm just going to eat horrible the rest of the year and start eating good in 2021. Well, again, that's the mindset we're trying to ditch. So she is saying, why not do it now? Don't wait until January to reset your brain. Let's start working on it now. So here's what Katherine Hansen wrote. It's been a tough year and I want to help you end it on a positive note with progress towards recovery. Even if you previously struggled with increased binge eating in December, this is your chance to do things differently and have this month be a successful one. When I was a binge eater, the final weeks before the new year usually included my worst binges. I'd often have thoughts like this. I can't stop binge eating now. There's too much tempting food this time of year. I'm too busy with the holidays to even bother with recovery, and I will binge all I want through the end of the month and then quit on January 1st. Then she put, why December seems like a binge eating opportunity. Telling myself I'd quit at the start of the new year seemed to give me a pass on December to binge as much as my lower brain wanted. That primitive part of my brain seemed to view the days leading up to January 1st as a nonstop binge opportunity. At the time, I didn't understand how my lower brain worked and thought my binge urges were expressing my true desires. I also thought that I was emotionally broken and needed to binge to cope with the holidays. So I went along with my lower brain all the while telling myself that I'd leave binge eating in the past once January arrived. What I didn't know was my lower brain was repeating a habitual and predictable pattern that's common in binge eaters and really in anyone with a destructive habit. I'll call it the one last time rut. And when binge eaters get in this rut, they repeatedly promise that each binge will be their last and they promise to quit afterward. I explain this pattern in detail in episode 14 of my podcast, Overcome One Last Time Thoughts to Quit Binge Eating. However, in December, instead of telling yourself it's your last binge, you may start telling yourself that it's your last year of binging. You tell yourself that after December, you'll be done for the rest of your life. So these are the final weeks of being caught up in the binge eating habit. Because you feel committed to quitting on January 1st, you might stop any attempts to curb your binge eating at the end of the year. You may allow your lower brain's desire for the temporary pleasure of binges to completely run the show. You end up feeling awful from the binges in December, but when you remember that you'll quit in January, you see no point in even trying to stop now. You just accept that you're going to keep binging until the clock strikes midnight and marks a new year and a new you. 
But here's the deal. January doesn't erase your binge eating habit. During all of the years of my binge eating, January 1st always came with a sense of dread. I wondered if I could really quit, and I felt confused and frustrated that my desire to binge was still the same on New Year's Day that it had been on New Year's Eve. In December, it was comforting to believe that a new year would bring a swift recovery. But looking back, my resolutions usually only served as excuses to binge prior to the resolution start date. If I told myself I was quitting tomorrow, next week, next year, it gave me a reason to binge today, this week, this year. On January 1st or shortly thereafter, I begin to resent the new year because of the struggle to avoid binges. I often wished it was December again when I felt like I could just binge without even considering quitting, even though I knew December had been miserable. Until 2005, nothing I tried to help myself quit had worked, and I always found myself binge eating again by about mm, January 5th. In Brain Over Binge, I talked about the first New Year's Eve 15 years ago when I didn't have to make a resolution to stop binge eating. I wasn't with family or friends or at a party. I was simply alone with my thoughts, watching others ring in the new year on television, where most of us will be this year as well. It was a wonderful feeling knowing that the next year would be different, that I wouldn't just binge again in a few days, and that I'd never have to resolve to quit binge eating again because I was already done. So do December differently. No matter what your thoughts are saying now in December, your binge eating habit will not suddenly disappear come January 1st. The lower brain has no regard for time and it will send urges automatically no matter what day or year it is. You will not suddenly gain the ability to avoid binges unless you support yourself in learning how to do that. You don't want to spend another December being miserable, promising yourself that you will do better in January. You can do better now. You can learn to recognize all of those faulty brain messages that drive you toward binge eating and stop believing them. You can stop believing thoughts that say it somehow makes sense to binge through this month. You know that it doesn't make sense and you can absolutely break this cycle. Just think of how amazing you'll feel if you gain control of your binge eating before the new year, before the start of your typical resolution. Challenge yourself to do something different this year. Break the pattern and stop waiting until later for freedom from binge eating. Again, that's from Katherine Hansen, and I love getting her newsletters. I loved her book, Brain Over Binge. Her book may not be for everybody, but for me, it was the gateway into unlocking my new thinking, and it really resonated with me. We talked about it a little bit uh, on the Outweigh series that we did here on the Four Things podcast, and I remember Lisa saying that that might not connect with everybody, or it might not be the book that they need that makes sense for them, but for me, it was everything. And I've since grown and I'm enlightened by other people and other things, but this book was the start of it for me. So Brain Over Binge, if you have any trouble with overeating and binging and not really knowing what the heck is going on or wondering if you even have it or if there's hope to stop because setting a date, like Catherine was saying, doesn't work. I can't tell y'all how many times I set January 1st to end it all from even when I was a teenager, all in my 20s. All my New Year's resolutions always had to do with food and body. And I'm thankful to say that last year and this year, nope. My resolutions don't have anything to do with food or my body. And I guess I could say if they were to, it would just be that 
I'm going to dedicate myself to not thinking that way anymore. And I'm going to set my brain up for success. And I truly believe that you can too. You just sometimes need the right tools. And I'm thankful for Kale Junkie. Actually, that is how I was trying to think, how did I ever even learn a brain over binge? And it just came to me. Nicole, who's Kale Junkie on Instagram, she posted about it. And I thought, oh, wow, like, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your binging story because now I have this book to order. So I ordered the book and it was a game changer for me. So that is why I share some of my stories so that anything I put out there might be a game changer for one of you listening. If there's more than one, then great. But if just one of you needs brain over binge in your life, I will be thankful that I shared this newsletter with you from Catherine and also that I have been able to open up and share with y'all that yes, I have struggled with eating disorder and disordered eating for many, many, many years. And I am so glad to be in recovery. And so now my goal is to help others get to a place where, where I am and I don't have it all figured out. I'm not perfect. I still have my days, but I am in the best place I've ever been with it. And I feel committed and healthy enough to share with you at least things that I'm learning and not come off as some sort of a hypocrite, like, oh, you need to go do this. Meanwhile, uh, secretly, I'm still struggling because honestly, there was a time where I was like that. I just wanted to push information on you. And then maybe I was not that candid with where I was in my own struggles with body image and food. So anyway, hope this was helpful. And uh, again, Katherine Hansen, Brain Over Binge. Second thing. Let's talk manifestation, which is going to kind of lead into positive thinking. And, you know, the whole manifestation thing, though, real quick, I want to say is I'm not someone that's been into that, not like an expert on the law of attraction or anything, but I do try the whole positive thinking. And then I really just started to think like, maybe, maybe I am into this and it's okay. And the positivity then leads to more gratitude. And I thought of this topic to discuss while listening to Oprah's Masterclass podcast with Steve Harvey. Definitely go listen to this one. It's good. And maybe I'm just really into Steve Harvey right now because we just went on Family Feud. But I think that you'll like it no matter what. So check it out. Anyway, he shared a story from his childhood when a teacher asked the class to write down what they wanted to do when they grew up. And Steve wrote down that he wanted to be on TV. Well, the teacher called each student one by one in front of the class to discuss what they wrote down. And when Steve got up there, the teacher basically made fun of him and told him that it wasn't an attainable dream. Then later, the teacher told his parents that Steve wasn't taking class assignments seriously. Well, Steve's dad told him to take what he wrote, you know, that he wanted to be on TV and put it in his drawer and look at it every day. Take your paper and put it in your drawer. Every morning when you get up, read your paper. And every night before you go to bed, read your paper. That's your paper. What he told me was a principle of success, that if you write it down and envision it, anything you see in your mind, you can hold in your hand. And guess what? Steve Harvey, as you know, he's now on TV. And then I laughed a lot when he shared this part. Every year when the teacher was living, I used to send her a TV for Christmas because I wanted her to see me. She saw me one year, and she said, boy, you send me all the TV from wherever you are, and you don't understand. I got too many TVs. I have to get these TVs away sometime. I know. It's all right, though. 
And I kept that paper. And that little boy with the stuttering problem is on TV seven days a week. So listening to this made me think of manifestation and that what you think about, you bring about. Even with simple things like I never used to notice Labradoodles, but once we got one, I started seeing them everywhere. Or once I think about the color red, then I start to see the color red. Or, you know, if I test drive a certain car, which I'm not doing that all the time, but if I have, if, I, if I'm focused on a car that I like now, I start to see them on the road everywhere before I never noticed them. And then with more important things like our overall attitude, when you focus on negativity, you tend to be more negative. And when you think about positivity, you tend to be more positive. You know, I think about my mom and how she handled her cancer journey with such grace because she tried to stay positive, wanting God's will for her life and for the cancer to be used for good. So she opted to choose joy. And from that, Pimp and Joy was born. And had she had a negative attitude about her cancer and let it get her down all the time, then we would have lost out on the awesome Pimp and Joy movement. Again, what you think about you bring about, and some call it manifestation or law of attraction, you know, like that book, The Secret, which I can't really talk about because I never read it or got into it. It didn't seem to flow with my Christian faith. But as I've gotten older, I've realized how powerful our mindset is and how it can affect us. I've had friends invite me to vision board parties, but I never went because I felt uncomfortable, again, because of my faith. But when I really think about it, What would God have against me putting my goals up for the year on a pretty board or in a book and then just focusing on them? You know, Dr. Lewis, he was on the podcast a few weeks ago talking placebo effect. And we know that someone can be given a sugar pill and then they can be told that the pill is going to help them. Now, that sugar pill is doing absolutely nothing But because we think that it is, we may suddenly start to feel better. And when you think of it this way, encouraging people to think positive, to attract more positivity and visually focusing on your goals, whatever that looks like for you, it makes sense. I remember Dirks Bentley talking on Bobby's podcast, the Bobby cast, about how he wanted to be a pilot. And then one day, I think he flew on a private jet with Kenny Chesney or something and You know, after that, he was like, man, I want to have my own jet one day. And Signature is a private airport that you'll see, like, that's where private planes fly in and out of. And, you know, he changed his computer password to Signature. So that way, you know, he is part of his manifestation. It was just a daily reminder of, like, one day I'm going to have a plane and I'm going to fly in and out of Signature. And and he does that now. So if you want to create something in life based on visualizing what you want, Go for it. I mean, visualize your goals, your dreams, focus on them, pray for them, stay positive, following through with the work needed to attain what you want. And then after all the work, you receive the fruits of your labor. So if anything, there's something pretty awesome that can come out of practicing the law of attraction. Our our gratitude will increase. Like if we force ourselves to think about something positive, then it makes us appreciate the little things in life. I mean, I find that so true. And even when something in our life goes wrong, we can focus on what we're grateful for and it puts things into perspective. And I just, I always think of my mom in this case, and I know I always bring her up as an example, but that was something that was a really powerful, beautiful example for me. Like I lived it, I witnessed it. And again, I've been honest with you all that not every day was amazing and she wasn't constantly choosing joy, but her overall theme was positivity and joy and what good can come from this because cancer is bad. How can we make it good? 
And I mean, she had to look for the positive things. I mean, one of her, I, I don't know if I've shared this on a previous podcast before at all, um, but one of her assignments from her therapist before death, I mean, we knew that her life was going to be ending maybe sort of soon. We just, we didn't know if she had months or, or even less than a year, but I think it ended up being weeks at this point. Um, when she started journaling, but her therapist was like, I want you to write down 50 things that you're thankful for. And it was really, really hard for my mom. She only made it to 14. (laughs) She didn't even get to 50. So, but you know, it was sometimes it was like her yogurt, the yogurt she ate that morning because it tasted good. It was high fat, had protein stuff her body needed to help her stay strong. And, you know, other people made the list like my sister, she was one of the 14. I wasn't one of the 14, although I remember driving her to and from that therapy session and she was drinking an insurer. And as we pulled up to the therapist's office, the insurer spilled everywhere all over the car. So while she was in therapy, I went to go get the car cleaned <laughs> and then came back to get her. But I still didn't make the list. I didn't make it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm not bitter about that at all. But anyway, my mom had this like yellow journal. And then after my mom died, Um, She had gotten it from Target, and my sister went out and found two of those exact yellow journals, and she got one for her and one for me, and now it's something we keep and we write in from time to time. But that journaling activity and then, you know, just practicing gratitude and keeping a positive mindset and focusing on our goals and what we want, it made me want to throw out a little activity for us. So what if every night before bed, we write down four things that we're grateful for? Like we reflect on our day. Maybe it's something in the week. I mean, we're going to do it every night, but you can be thankful for things through different times, week, month, whatever. Just jot down four things. That's it. Just four. We'll stick with the theme of the podcast. The thought of journaling for sure overwhelms me. So sitting down before bed to write out four things that I'm grateful for actually seems doable. So we don't need to overthink it. Some things might be grandiose. Like other things might be really, really simple. Like my mom liking or being thankful for her yogurt. Um, Like I can see myself one day being thankful for the adoption process and allowing me to be a mom to two beautiful Haitian kiddos and maybe something really special that they did one day. That's, that's like a big deal. But I can also see myself being thankful for my acne spot treatment. You see? We don't need to overthink it. So let's do this. Four things you're grateful for every day. And I'm going to suggest doing it at night because I've heard that gratitude before sleep is awesome for you, but you can do it whenever you want. And you can post these on social media and then tag me. I'm at Radio Amy. Use the hashtag four things gratitude so that I can see them. And Mary and I have even played around with doing a four things gratitude journal for Espoir. So the journals would benefit Haiti. Um, if y'all think that would be a good idea, let me know. In the meantime, just find any old journal or paper or whatever and write down your four things each night that you're grateful for. Okay. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, uh, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. 
Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Well, that's where Express Employment Professionals comes into play. And if you work with them, that's exactly what you're going to get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert that you can trust. And they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. Just go to expresspros.com to find an office near you, or you can even download the Express Jobs app to get started with a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service. The team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. So whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas. Anytime I wear them or I get a new pair, they feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand 
in a time-honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I normally save my email shout outs for the end, kind of just throw one in there in the closing. But today I'm putting an email in my actual four things. It's one of my things because Maggie She emailed me a clip that I definitely think you all need to hear, and it has to do with making your bed, which if you remember in the first episode, pretty sure it was the first one, I shared that I was a chronic snoozer and how when I was challenged to stop snoozing, it changed my life, and I started making my bed sort of crazy. Well, then I got this email from Maggie over Christmas break. She said, when you spoke about snoozing, you also spoke about making your bed and how that helps. My mom has always been adamant about me making my bed. And now at 28, I've made it every day for as long as I can remember. Anyway, had to send this video your way because it pushes even more how great it is to make your bed. You have to start your day with a win. So then she attached the clip and she signed it. Happy New Year, Maggie. And y'all, it's awesome. So I'm going to play it. It's Admiral McRaven. He is an admiral in the Navy. My husband actually, long story short, has worked for him in his career. And so I was like, whoa, that's so crazy. I've been to this guy's house. But he gave the UT commencement speech. And here's what he had to say. I mean, the speech is really long, but I'm only going to play this little clip for you about making your bed. So I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did. Every morning in SEAL training, my instructors, who at the time were all Vietnam veterans, would show up in my barracks room. And the first thing they'd do was inspect my bed. If you did it right, the corners would be square, the covers would be pulled tight, the pillow centered just under the headboard, and the extra blanket folded neatly at the foot of the rack. It was a simple task, mundane at best, but every morning we were required to make our bed to perfection. It seemed a little ridiculous at the time, particularly in light of the fact that we were aspiring to be real warriors, tough, battle-hardened SEALs. But the wisdom of this simple act has been proven to me many times over. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride, and it will encourage you to do another task, and another, and another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that the little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you'll never be able to do the big things right. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you will come home to a bed that is made, (laughs) that you made. And a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. So if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. Okay, I love that. So there we go. Now, I mean, I just love that I went from not snoozing to now making my bed every day to now I'm one step closer to changing the world. Uh, I hope that you found that as awesome as I did, because when I watched it, I was like, okay, this is powerful. I'm playing it for everybody. So stop snoozing and make your dang bed. 
Okay, so my sister, Christy, she's someone that I have on the podcast from time to time. And a little fun fact about us is we used to have a blog together. It's still up, oneplumtree.com. I will say she contributed to it more than I did. I was really into it when we were doing the recipes. I think we put about five different recipes up, which you've got to go check out. If you love mac and cheese, you have to check out our Alabama mac and cheese yo because that recipe is legit. And then there's like the best chocolate cake recipe ever is also up there. And like pretty sure this enchiladas my sister used to make all the time and like black beans homemade. Anyway, check all that out. It's at oneplumtree.com. And I just went to it to check it out because I haven't been in a really long time. And it says one plum tree and two sisters who used to have one. (laughs) That's under our about section because growing up, we had one plum tree in our backyard. So that's how we got the name. And for the longest time, on social media, my sister's handle was One Plum Tree, but she recently just changed it to at Christy Dozier to streamline some stuff that she's doing with her husband and Root Design. They have a couple of different handles, but she's a really great follow. I think she's a great writer. I've always loved when my sister shares things and shares her words because she's just so good. If I could write like this, ugh, I, I kind of get annoyed sometimes that I didn't inherit her writing skills at all because I cannot write like this. But she posted at one point in time, my whole point in bringing up our old blog, One Plum Tree, is that she put a post up after our mom died about Grace, and she titled it Huddled Over Grace. And I haven't thought about this post in a really long time, but for whatever reason, it came to me the other day, and I thought, I need to share this on the podcast. So maybe it's for somebody out there that definitely needs to hear it. And I called my sister, told her I was going to do it, thought about having her on to talk about it, but It's just her life's a little bit crazy right now, so I'm just going to read it. So just know these are my sister's words, and it's from our blog, One Plum Tree. It's titled Huddled Over Grace, and thank you, Christy, for these awesome words, and I'll have you on the podcast soon, because definitely have some stuff we need to talk about with her, for sure, but for now, I'll just read her words. I sat on the floor of the shower holding a bottle of white liquid soap. My head was tilted up as streams of warm water rained down my face, washing away fresh tears. The cries were fewer and farther between, but they still came at times. Grief would come in waves, they told me, and it has. Three months earlier, we had lost our mom to cancer. That day, I was headed back to her house to face the cabinets, drawers, closets, not just her things, but of her memory and of my memories with her. I didn't want to go, but more truthfully than that, I didn't want her to be gone anymore. I looked down at the nearly empty bottle of soap in my hand. It had been part of a present from our mom to my sister, Amy, and I. A simple soap and lotion gift set in the midst of complicated twists and turns of cancer life. A little gift labeled and branded Pure Grace. I remember standing there the day she gave it to us, hugging in my kitchen. The three of us, arms intertwined, heads touching, staring at our shoes, huddling over that simple gift of soap, lotion, and grace. Unspoken words rumbled through our minds as we asked someone to take a picture, not because this was the first time we had ever huddled that way, but because current circumstances and possibilities gnawed within us. We wanted to capture how we loved each other. Not long after that day, we were back in my home again. This time, a hospital bed was set up in my bedroom for our mom, and my house had become a revolving door of nurses and friends and family from all over stopping by each day to bring food or flowers or letters or candles or paper goods or drinks or to pick up laundry or kids or just to stay and visit or to say goodbye. This was hospice care. This was the unwanted, 
end that we had been fighting against. However, a beautiful, loving end if there had to be one. Amy and I spent most of the time on either side of our mom, our arms sometimes intertwined, our heads sometimes touching hers, huddled over the gift of grace in our mother and clinging to the gift of grace in our God. The grace that gave us the courage to whisper in her ear, it's okay to go home. And so I sat on the floor of the shower, gripping that bottle of white liquid soap, that now nearly empty bottle of pure grace, and it registered gratefully that true grace is never empty. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And here I was sad and weak and in need of much grace, but not the kind that comes in a bottle because at the end of the day, we all know that's just soap, but true grace, the kind that helps you face loss with hope, the kind that helps you choose forgiveness, thankfulness, and joy, the kind of grace that gets you up off the floor of the shower and is never almost empty because it never runs out. His grace, thankfully, never runs out. With such grace, an end is transformed to a beginning. Choose grace, Christy. And then what's crazy too about that day is I happened to be wearing my giving key necklace that said grace. So she sent me this blog post to review before she posted it on our website. And I was like, shut up. I can't believe you just wrote about this. I, it's not a necklace I wore every day, but I was. I looked down and I said, I'm wearing my grace giving key necklace. So she attached that picture to the bottom of the blog. And then also in the blog is the photo of the soap and then the photo of my mom and my sister and I hugging, which I have framed in my bedroom now. It's a really special moment. But anyway, this is just something that was put on my heart. So I wanted to share it in case someone out there needed to hear about grace today. So there you go. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.